Hello, this is Lisa Russick with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And yes, I still think we're all psychic. Today, I want to talk about alternative medicine. Yeah, fun times. Why do I want to talk about alternative medicine on a psychic podcast? What? Because they get the same treatment from science as people who believe in or use or work with energy. <laughs> so that's what I want to talk about. And I have loved all the alternative healers I've met on this long health disastrous journey <laughs> that I've had all my life. But I've seen a lot of alternative medical practitioners and uh, they've all been fabulous. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of professional, traditional medical doctors, and some of them have been fabulous, too. But I found most of my healing in a mix between the two. So first, I want to start with tarot reading. Yeah, you know, tarot reading is kind of a form of therapy. To me, as a tarot reader, as a medium, when I offer readings, I approach it from the point of view as offering this person therapy or offering this person alternative ideas and ways they can make themselves happier, make their lives better. And the tarot, to me, is about changing your life. I mentioned this on the podcast before, but the magician card, it's all about changing your life with the tarot, in my opinion. So, I mean, we can go on and on about that, but you've heard me talk about tarot and metaphysical things on this podcast a million times if you've been listening, and I've probably mentioned that I do read like a therapist, or I do work as like a therapist when I'm doing readings with Ted Tarot or with mediumship. But like I said, you've heard enough about that. So I'd like to start with chiropractory, chiropractory, chiropractors. <laughs> Chiropractic medicine is about adjusting the bones in your back mainly or all over your body, which is what I've had all over. You can adjust any dang thing you want in your bones. <laughs> And uh, it will not only realign any kind of underlying misalignment in your bones and in your balance, which is what your bones help you create, it affects your nervous system. And your nervous system is your electrical system in your body. So a lot of times, a lot of chiropractors believe that, or they, they are doing this, they're adjusting the whole body holistically with an adjustment physically. So what is holistic? If you don't know, holistic medicine is what all of this is. It's treating the whole body. Alternative medicine almost always treats the whole body. Uh, whereas a lot of traditional medicine, medical practitioners, they will treat the symptom or that symptom or another symptom, or they could, it could be all connected, but they don't always look for that. They often don't. They just treat the symptoms as they come up. And my personal opinion is that doctors are overwhelmed by all the duties and all the patients they have. So why not share with the alternative medical practitioner's insurance? <laughs> but chiropractic can be covered by uh, insurance. So their chiropractic practices are starting to be more accepted as traditional medicines. Some doctors have told me, yeah, go to a chiropractor. I'm talking about traditional medicine. Uh, medical doctors will say, go to a chiropractor, or some will say, chiropractor, I don't know. And then some will say, oh, no, not a chiropractor, they will break your neck. And uh, you kind of have to see why they're saying that. Some doctors might say that they'll break your neck because they want that surgery. They're people too. You know, healers are people, doctors are people, chiropractors are people. And uh, my experiences with chiropractic adjustments is that they are freaking amazing. They really help me in every way, my mind, my body, no pain afterwards. And if there is, uh, it's worked out pretty well. It's just soreness from an adjustment. 
It is healing that can instantly change the way I feel. And if you've never been to a chiropractor, the experience is like uh, you go in. Now, I think the insurance, if you want your insurance to cover it, they make you do a first visit. And most chiropractors want to do a first visit from what I've seen uh, without any adjustments. And the adjustment is when they pop, 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 pop you. <laughs> so what is the pop, pop? First, they may interview you, find out what your what hurts, take x-rays, and then they'll they have a table, like a certain kind of like bed table kind of thing, kind of like a massage chair. And we're going to talk about massage. Most of the time, they'll have you lie down, face down, and they have a little comfortable headrest. You stick your face in. It's nice. <laughs> I think they're comfortable. The, the, the tables, most people may not. <laughs> and um, then they'll adjust parts of your body. And uh, most of them are very gentle. And you don't, I mean, it's it's really amazing how finger snap. I mean, literally crack, crack. And I felt better. It doesn't work for everybody. But uh, most people, almost everybody I know who's been to a chiropractor says, oh, man, I wish I could go back. I need to do that because they've been putting it off. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I want to do that. Did they? I don't know. But they always say that. And um, it's, you know, it's been considered an alternative medicine. And now, like I said, it's not so much anymore. And I'm really, really grateful for that. That's why I wanted to start with chiropractic practicing practices. So um, because that's the most alternative that's turned into a more traditional that I can look at on this list I've made. I do recommend anyone who's going to a chiropractor or hasn't been and wants to just ask them a lot of questions, ask them to explain how they do things, ask them, ask them what benefits that you may gain and uh, talk to your insurance. <laughs> they, they should cover it. Um, I had a chiropractor. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. I had a chiropractor adjust my foot and I didn't have to have surgery after that for, on my foot. They were going to file down a bone spur and, cut open my calf and stretch my calf with tendon from my toe. And it was going to be really bad. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to walk for eight months. And this chiropractor, he uh, adjusted my back a bunch of times. And then I said, hey, can we do my foot? Yeah, you ready? Because he said he wanted to learn it for me. Because all the other places I called said, oh, we don't do that. This chiropractor said, I want to learn. I like to learn stuff. And he fixed my foot. I didn't feel a thing when he adjusted my foot. I stood up. Ah! I almost, almost cried. I almost cried. I almost cried. It didn't hurt at all for the first time in freaking six months. Constant pain. Gone. Magic. Next, I would like to talk about acupuncture. And I think most people have heard of acupuncture. Acupuncture is considered an alternative medicine. And what happens there, if you don't know, is an acupuncturist will place or insert needles into certain points in your body, pressure points, I think they call them. And when they, okay, I've had, I've had acupuncture by a lady named Miss Reed, Kathy Reed, indicator, and um, it's Reed acupuncture. I've been with her twice. Now, um, I also had dry needling at the chiropractor I spoke of just before. And dry needling is kind of like acupuncture, but not quite. It's kind of like bring the inflammation down with putting needles in certain spaces. But with acupuncture, an acupuncturist will place or insert needles into little spots on your body that they know of and their secrets. <laughs> I'm sure you can learn, you can go to take courses for acupuncture. But um, I have had amazing experiences with that too. The first time I went to Miss Reed, she just did a few needles. She, um, I told her I had a bone spur digging into my spinal cord and it was really hurting my friend. 
And she said, okay, we'll lay back. We'll put some pins in your feet. And I was like, oh, really? She said, yeah, I'll put, I'll put pins in your feet and uh, you should stop feeling pain. So she put the pins in my feet and she left me alone for 20 minutes. But before she left, right when she put a certain pin in my right foot, now the bone spurs in the left side of my neck, she said, do you feel the pain? Didn't it stop? And I was like, oh, you know what? The pain is gone. I said, I can still feel the pressure of the spur, but there's no pain. Like immediately when she put that needle in. So let me get back to when she left. She left me in the dark with the needles in. There's a little light on. I can't really remember too well, but um, for 20 minutes. And I felt, you know, sensations, I guess you could say that I couldn't really explain, but just I was really relieved that I didn't feel any pain during that. And then at the very end, um, I, I heard, I didn't hear her coming. She turned the doorknob right after this happened. I was lying there with my pins in my feet and all of a sudden, I felt what I would call energy, um, like shoot from either side of my shoulder blades on my back and then toward the middle of my back. And right when it hit my spine, this energy or this, whatever this feeling was, it just like shot through my whole body and I felt great. And then she turned the door knob and walked in and I was like, well, you won't believe what just happened. <laughs> so the second time I saw her, she, uh, I, I asked, I said I was depressed. I was having really bad depression. And listeners, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast this summer, but I've had a lot of depression this summer, probably because of my health issues. And um, I saw her for that in the beginning of the summer. She did what she called 20 needles, <laughs> 20 pins. And I didn't know what that was until I got home and read about it because I needed to. It was a very emotional two days afterwards. Um I felt like the, I was purging like a lot of negative emotions and, um, negative thoughts and negative patterns. And I was dealing with them and facing them in my mind, like for the next two days after that acupuncture on the third day, felt fantastic. No more depression. Not then anyway. And, um, it, it lasted a good two weeks. So, uh, she, she was amazing. And, uh, <laughs> if you're going to do the 20 pins, you know, be ready for it. <laughs> Have a lot of water and, uh, you know, maybe a comfortable blanket and uh, <laughs> some good TV, <laughs> good friend. Um, and it's amazing healing. I, I would recommend it to anyone who's not afraid of needles. Anyone who is, uh, you know, you don't feel them. You don't feel them going in. Eh, there's a couple around the ears you might feel. And they feel good right after they get put in. A weird thing did happen that last time. She showed me, she announced, this is the, all acupuncture has to do with the electricity in your body as well. Like, how chiropractic adjustment may help your electrical system or your nervous system. And the second time, right as she was putting the pins in, when she did one, she did one near my, like the little bone on your elbow, the little whoop, whoop, little whoop, whoop, and the bone on my wrist. She put uh, needles between them, one on each side, and she says, look. She says, look at that. And I looked and all the hairs on my arm between those two pins were, were raised like straight up. And I couldn't feel it. There was no goosebumps. There were just hairs standing up. She said, oh, you do have an electrical imbalance or something like that. She said something about that. And by the time I was finished, all those hairs were down. Thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, if you want to try acupuncture, you should try it. If, like I said, not afraid of pins and it can heal and help all kinds of things. I suggest you do more research and like with a chiropractor, if you go to see an acupuncturist, ask them to explain everything, what they're doing. And they will usually, they should, <laughs> in my opinion. And for me, they always have.
Next, I'd like to talk about a very personal favorite of mine, aromatherapy. A friend of mine, Savvy, introduced me to, um, well, a lot of people had, they love essential oils. Everybody who's ever messed with them, I think, does, unless they just can't stand smelling stuff. <laughs> but uh, a friend, Savvy, introduced me to them in a big way. I was having stomach issues, and she brought over... <sighs> I think it was a doTERRA brand. Uh, it's the nice, 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 sweet, sweet, expensive, sweet, sweet stuff. <laughs> Essential oils, doTERRA. And she loves them. She she brought over uh, some kind of digest zen. I wanted she says digest zen. And um, she put it, she gave it to me in a little uh, roller ball. It's the first time I'd ever used one of those with essential oils in it, I think, other than ones Akasha had given me. But I didn't know those were essential oils. I hadn't been educated yet. And uh, she said, rub it on your belly and it should produce some kind of movement. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It sure did. <laughs> 15 minutes later, all kinds of movement, not a whole, like, not like fixing me, but it was like, it took off like a lot of relief. So I use oils all the time, essential oils constantly. I do diffuse them, which is the most traditional, traditionally known way of using essential oils for aromatherapy. And it's mainly used to affect your mood. Um, as far as I can this is the reading I've done goes as far as diffusing and diffusing is putting a, like a few drops of essential oil into some kind of uh, steam water and it will steam the essential oils into the air so you can breathe them. Um, but the way I most love to use them is to put them on my body for pain relief. Um, I make a mixture of a bunch of different kinds, seven different kinds of essential oils in some lotion base or it's like a salve base I make. I call it the blue stuff because it has blue tansy in it and it stops pain pretty well topically better than anything I've gotten from a traditional doctor. Um, yeah, I'll give you the recipe. <laughs> uh, if you want the recipe, email me. I'm not going to give you the whole recipe on this podcast because that'd be big pain in the butt. Um, and the, I'm not a professional aromatherapist, but there are professional aromatherapists. You can go to school for it and uh, you can treat people as an aromatherapist. It, and, and even if you don't go to school for it, probably, <laughs> but maybe not, you know, with the help of uh, anyone backing you saying, hey, yeah, this woman can do it. This man can do it. This person can do it. Aromatherapy um, and essential oils are just a part of my everyday life now. I mean, I, I wake up, I put on my blue stuff. Uh, when I take a bath, I put, you know, any kind of essential oil I feel like changing my mood with in it. I have a big diffuser in my living room. Um, they help and, and they're fun. <laughs> they're fun. Uh, the brand I always go to is Plant Therapy. That's the that's my go-to. I can't do doTERRA. <laughs> um, but Plant Therapy is just, their stuff is wonderful. I do I do recommend them. And um, thank you, Sappy, for introducing me and getting my love for essential oils going. Most people might not think of uh, yoga as a traditional medicine or alternative medicine. It It, it is kind of, though. It's any kind of athletics that are body, mind, spirit. A lot of martial arts are like this. And all, there's all kinds of physical activities that are like yoga that are body, mind, spirit. And that term kind of is basically holistic. When I do yoga and when I was taught yoga in my 20s, it it, it, it is holistic. It does fix everything in my whole body. And, and it doesn't take it. It doesn't take just one you know, session of yoga, it takes several, even the first sessions can be very helpful. Learning how to breathe, holding your body, the specific way yoga recommends before you do poses and after you do poses and during poses. If you don't know anything about yoga, yoga is a lot, well, you do poses and basically you will 
take, well, I'll give you an example. I can't show you because this is an audio podcast, but there's a pose called, let's do an easy one that I can describe. Let's see. My favorite pose is warrior pose. Um, well, it's not, I don't know. I have a whole bunch of favorites, but this is my favorite to teach people at first if they've never done yoga. Uh, look it up. It's really hard to describe how to do it. Um, warrior pose in yoga. So what I, the very first time I felt the energy flow in yoga was doing warrior pose. And I think it was probably on my fourth or fifth yoga class. And I was going once a week then. Um, and I can still get there. It really, it really counts. Like what really matters when I do it that makes that feeling of flowing go is getting my hips and my shoulders and keeping them in alignment. That's like the main thing for me that helps to keep it flow. And when I say flow, I mean the energy. So if you hold warrior pose and it's hard, you know, it's difficult. If it's difficult for you, then try shifting your hips and your shoulders to where they're exactly lined up. And as what you do with a pose like this in yoga is you hold it for, say, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, as long as you want. Once you get into a position and you start to feel that energy flow, you should not be uncomfortable. It shouldn't hurt, but it can build muscles like you wouldn't believe. And the way it's the way each pose works is it sends it's kind of like chiropractic, kind of like acupuncture. It sends all kinds of s- signals to all parts of your body when you're holding these poses and breathing. And it also, it can do a lot of things for the body, not only build muscle and strength and stamina, but it can also make you lose weight, which will bring your confidence up and it can connect you to your own spirit. When you hold some of these poses for a long time, you'll go into a trance and you might, you know, you might just feel wonderful afterwards. You will. I do. So I love yoga and I recommend that as alternative medicine addition to any medical issues you may have if you can do yoga. Now I'm going to talk about everybody's favorite massage. Yes, massage is alternative medicine. I insist. Who doesn't? You can have your insurance cover massages, I think, in some places or some insurances will. Massage is amazing. Um, I have been very fortunate to have massage here and there, but um, I haven't ever paid for a massage, and I want to. I think I'm about ready. Uh, A woman I met in my Reiki class is a massage therapist. Her name is Leah. I'd love to get her on the show. And um, she does something called lymphatic flush in her massage. And that just fascinates me. Uh, I want I want that. <laughs> it flushes. She has a way of doing massage where it gets your endocrine system kind of, from what I understand, all kind of straightened out. And she says that, you know, people are pretty wiped out after it and they feel a lot better. And a day or two later, I think is what she said. And I, I'm really curious if we're going to trade services, she says, uh, give her some readings and she'll, she'll give me a massage. We have to arrange that right <laughs> as soon as possible. So massage has all kinds of health benefits. It's good for stress. It's good for anxiety. It's good for pain. It's good for like, it's good for your soul. (laughs) Just it's touch is good for your soul, but that deep tissue massage can release all kinds of chemicals in your body that helps you feel better. And not just your mindset, not just your stress and anxiety, but all kinds of things. Like I just described Leah doing this, this lymphatic flush. Uh, that sounds just fabulous. And if and when we do this, I will let you know how that turns out. So, I mean, I think everybody has had some kind of massage. You know, your lover may have given you a back rub. Your parents may have rubbed your back when you were a kid. Your best friend, I had a best friend named Lisa who used to give the best back rubs. 
in high school. And she said that the she learned from her aunt and her aunt told her the secret to giving a good massage, not just a good massage, but a massage that melts people is to put in love. Next, I want to talk about both sound therapy and color therapy. Some of you who've listened to the podcast may remember Angelina, who has been on several times. She is, she has, well, the first podcast she did was color therapy type podcast, and she kind of transitioned into sound therapy, which is her real love, I think. I've been to several of her healing sessions where she does sound therapy, and uh, well, on Zoom, and oh, cool. So uh, first I'll start, I don't really know as much about color therapy because I am not very visual, so I've never sought it out. Um, but from what I understand about color therapy, um, well, it's also called chromotherapy. It's, uh, what they do is they send, oh, that's my boyfriend texting me. <laughs> anyway, I guess he wants some color therapy. Um, a color therapy, uh, chromotherapy, as it's called in the sciences, um, what Google says is it provides colors to the electromagnetic body or the aura, and they call it the energy field in this around the body. So the way this, you know, what I've re read, they describe is either they shine lights on you into your aura, or they put lights and colors out outside of you to look at, to absorb into you. And it can change your mood. It can change a lot of things. Um, it can take, if you really, if you, if you believe in your aura, which I do, if you believe in energy and it's happening and it's a part of who we are, I do, uh, color therapists do, it's, it's cleaning your aura with other colors. Cause if people see your aura, it's usually if you hear people talk about an aura and we haven't done an aura's podcast, I'm waiting for Sheila to be ready. Uh, the angel lady, she's going to do that with us. And, uh, when, you see, you can see an aura. I, I sometimes can, but not very often. Some people see them all the time and everything can have an aura and it's all colors when they see it. Um, so it makes sense that color therapy would work with your aura because when it's perceived by the human eye, it's perceived as color. So this makes sense to me. And I've never had any experience with color therapy, like I said, but if any of you have, let me know. I'd love to hear about your experiences. And with sound therapy, my only experiences with it other than being a musician, because being a musician and writing songs and playing songs and singing and, and just dancing to music is therapy to me. I will feel filled with joy dancing. I'll dance every day. And uh, Angelina, what she does, and this is pretty typical of sound therapy, from what I understand, is they use like uh, the sound bowls. They're called... Um, well, they're called Tibetan sound bowls and crystal bowls. And she like uses a gong and she uses tuning forks. The so tuning forks are really amazing, guys. So I'm going to talk a lot about this, maybe. The sound therapy fascinating to me because it's helped me every single time I've been in one of Angelina's sound baths. I feel amazing. And um, so she, for example, what she would do in her sound therapy sessions, she calls it a sound bath. Um she will, you know, the singing bowls are kind of hard to explain. The sound, Tibetan sound bowls are singing bowls, but they're huge. They're about, they're, hers are white. I'm not sure what they're made out of. Uh, it looks like rock, but they look really heavy. They're, I guess they're crystal. But they're, um, I'm holding my hands out like you can see me. So I'm trying to measure. I guess it's about the size of a football player. <laughs> a round, a round his shoulders <laughs> no, no, no. or hips. I don't know. It's like, I'm trying to figure out a good size here. Uh, let me look around the room. Um, 
they're all different sizes, but I'd say the biggest one is about a, maybe a foot and a half or two feet wide at the opening. And then they, they're all, all around that size. And then they taper down to a place to the base where they can sit. And the smallest one she had, I think that was one of those white Tibetan singing bowls. Um, it was probably, I want to say about seven or eight inches in diameter. So she goes around and she, she hits them, taps them with a mallet or she'll run her mallet around it. And you'll, I'm imitating it. And she hits different, uh, different notes, different tones to affect different parts of the body. And, uh, Sound healers will also use like gongs and tuning forks and chimes and they can sing too. And they, oh, Angelina's voice. Whew. When she sings, it's just like my heart and energy just comes through me and comes out my crown chakra. And I feel fantastic when she sings and when she does all this stuff. But, you know, for me, I am a musician. So it's really something, of course, it would be natural for me. So, you know, going through this list with you listeners, think about what you are attracted to and what makes you feel better. And maybe if you're looking for alternative medicine, aim for the one that really resonates with you. Ha ha ha, nice pun, right? Resonates, because that's what this is all about. Sound therapy helps different parts of your body and aura and energetic body resonate or vibrate at the same frequency as whatever the notes are in the sound therapy. That's where I was going to go with the tuning forks. With a tuning fork, they can be tuned a certain frequencies to like take a headache away. That's a benefit of sound therapy and the tuning forks. Angelina did that for me one time. I had a headache, which I never do. She uh, asked me, you know, if she could call and she hit her tuning fork and my headache went away. That was neat. And um, another thing you can do is, you know, if you've ever listened to just like chill out music, you know, just uh, what you would call like new age music, you know, just uh ambient music and just listen to it and it can trance you out and put you in a really good meditative space and then you can do whatever you want with it fix yourself and um there's something called binaural beats if you haven't heard of those you can find them on youtube binaural beats are kind of like the tuning forks um they are frequencies that can affect you in different ways you can find lists of the different binaural beats on the internet and go find that whatever you want, whatever frequency you need for what you need to fix. You can probably find it on YouTube, a binaural beat of it. And usually what that is, is just a real, like all through like some ambient sound usually is how it's done. You'll hear a certain tone go through the whole meditation or the whole song or whatever they're using the ambient music for. Like, um, uh, I can't give I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but let's say you have some music like that, but all along under it, you'd have, and that would be the frequency, but all the other stuff is just kind of, you know, enhancing it and burying it and getting different like frequencies to harmonize. And then the harmonized resonance can resonate in your own soul, in your body, in your bones, in your ears, in your mind, everywhere. Everything resonates. That's what sound healers believe. And I do too. That's a big belief of mine. Is it ever well? Everybody knows that in science. Everything vibrates. Everything is very slowly or very quickly vibrating. And um sound healers work with that fact to heal us. And speaking of Angelina, I want to talk about hyperbolic chambers. She has been doing this treatment and I'd never heard of it before until she told me about it. So a hyperbolic chamber is 
when you breathe 100% oxygen at a pressure higher than normal. This can possibly heal wounds faster. It can possibly do all kinds of healing faster. Um, don't know much about this, except, hey, everybody loves oxygen. Uh, but it's, she loves it. She, she, she finds benefit from it each time she goes. And she, she usually texts me when she's in there because she has a, and she sent me a picture of it. She has like a mask on where she's breathing the oxygen. Um, that's about all I know. She lies back for, I don't know, a little while, maybe 30 minutes. Let's see. And, uh, and then she will breathe, you know, this and feel better afterwards. I don't want to leave out reflexology because reflexology is just cool. Anybody can do reflexology. Maybe they have socks. If you've ever seen them that have reflexology diagrams on the bottom. Reflexology is about putting pressure on the bottom of your foot in different spots to affect different organs, different things in your body. And what I meant by the socks is you can buy a pair of socks that are reflexology socks and they will show on your foot, you know, pretty, it's kind of hit or miss because not everybody's foot's going to be, they're going to be in the same spot. So you probably want a real reflexologist to do this for you, but um, you can get those socks and, you know, push down on the liver, push down on the brain, you know, like your toes are different things, the pads in your, in your uh, feet, do, like all of the parts of your feet do different things. So reflexologists will also kind of going along with, I guess, uh, the chiropractor and the acupuncturist. Um, they're sending signals, electrical signals through your body through pushing on these pressure points in your feet. And that can help healing and relaxation and all kinds of things. I don't know too much about it other than having rubbed my feet and feeling fantastic, especially after waiting tables. Everybody's had their feet rubbed, right? Ain't it awesome? I think being, I'd love to go to a reflexologist and see how it goes, but I don't know of any around here in Alabama. Um, <clears throat> now, those are some basic ones that I know of and that you've heard of probably. That's just a few. Uh, th just to sum it up, though, I really want to talk about, well, I would love to do a whole podcast on traditional Chinese medicine, but I need somebody to do that for me. <laughs> That's the other one that I'd love to talk about um, in alternative medicine. But lastly, I would like to talk about herbals, medication, herbal medication, or herbal medicine. So it's, uh, I love herbs. I drink a lot of teas. For me, I'm sensitive to medications in a lot of ways. Uh, I have allergies like to anti-inflammatories. I will bleed through my whole gastrointestinal tract if I take anti-inflammatories, which has been a problem in my health recoveries and finding pain relief. So that's why I went out to so many <laughs> alternative healers trying to get pain relief because I can't take anti-inflammatories. Um, and uh, the herbs, they, they, they not only, they, there's so much you can do with herbs. Now, if you do start studying or if you haven't already, start studying herbs and whatnot, really read, read, read any side effects or if they're good to ingest, where you, if you're supposed to put them on your body, if you're supposed to, you know, do something before you drink them. Um, some typical things that you might know of as you know, just the tea you've had is like chamomile tea. That's herbal medicine if you drink it for sleep or relaxation. Um, lavender and chamomile tea, same thing. They're both very relaxing. Make sure you're not allergic to anything. Same with the uh, aromatherapy. And um, I found a lot of relief from like slippery elm is its type of herb. It's, it's a root, I think, that they shred up. And uh, it, or maybe it's bark, slippery elm. I think it's bark. And um, that can be one that can relieve the bowel as well as say peppermint or uh lemon balm that can soothe the stomach and um i mean there's an herb for everything really there really is 
And, uh, you know, you can always find anything you want out on the internet about herbs. And just like I said, be, sh be sure to check the, you know, the, the cautions. The thing about alternative medicine that I have found very interesting, uh, among other things, is how it's treated by the traditional medical system. I was having a conversation with my boyfriend who just texted a little bit ago. Um, I was talking to him. We we're talking about our spiritual beliefs. And we discussed, uh, he was saying how astronomy, you know, was, has, has been the basis of what humans have believed and learned from throughout time or something along that lines. And I said something like, uh, yeah, you said astrology is just as old as astronomy. And, you know, they used to be best friends, science and metaphysics a long time ago from what we can tell from the ancients that we know of. And, um, the problem came when people started poo-pooing other people's ideas in the name of whatever. You know, it could be in the name of religion or science or whatever they wanted. That's my opinion. So um, I don't know why they can't work together. Why can't we all work together? Why can't we all work together? Because apparently people are using these therapies, these alternative medicines, and they're working. And people use traditional medicines and they're working. Sometimes they don't. Same thing with alternative medicines. Sometimes they don't. Traditional alternative medicines, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's never for every single person, yes, this will work for you. Never. Everybody's unique and individual. And that's where uh, I like the alternative medicine. They really treat your whole body and who you are and how you are built and made. And uh, traditional medicine is there for us too, to uh, the bigger things that, you know, like the surgeries and stuff that we got to have maybe. Um, and they definitely got to be there for, uh, you know, prescriptions, because we have a system called health insurance <laughs> and government that tells us how to do things. I feel pretty sorry for a lot of our doctors is a little opinionated piece here. Now oh, they don't, they're not allowed to do a lot of stuff that the government tells them how to do it. And they aren't doctors. The government is not a doctor. Um, they haven't gone to medical school. The, you know, <laughs> the Senate has not gone to medical school, I don't think. But uh, maybe somebody in there has, I don't know. But <laughs> I just don't understand a lot of laws that they put on doctors to not be able to heal. And I think that's another reason a lot of people want to learn about alternative medicine. So listeners, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. I am an advisor on Everclear under the name Lisa P, L-E-E-S-A-P. I haven't been working too much because my health issues haven't been that healthy. <laughs> but, um, and I'm also, I also have a tarot deck for sale. If you like cats and you like tarot, I have a Kitty Quest tarot for you in my Etsy shop. You can look, you can Google it. You'll find it. K-I-T-T-Y, Kitty Quest Tarot. And um, listeners, I want to thank you guys for always listening. I hope you like this podcast. I, uh, Misty wanted to do it with me, but I wasn't going to be able to tonight. And it's been forever since we've had a podcast because I haven't been feeling well. And um, we're going to have a lot more good content coming up soon. I hope I've written a few people who want to do interviews and there's a few people who I need to get back in touch with. I've just been so scattered with uh, being in so much pain for a while, but I'm finding some ways to work around it. And uh, as things progress, as I learn more about this syndrome I have, um, I'll find the relief I need. I know I will. I will find it. And I think I said this in my how, how do you stay happy when you're on not healthy podcast. Um, you just say you will be. You just know you will be better. You just keep saying it. You just keep knowing it. And that's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. It's only going to help. <laughs> 
And uh, listeners, I love you guys. Thank you so much, as always, again and again and again and again for listening. And I'll catch you as soon as I can catch you next. Bye. Be healthy. Bye.